0: Welcome everybody, this is LeBron Poulter, Chris Schuster, and we are Talking Shoot. It's me only today, live, quarantine quarters, and I'm here to talk about the NFL draft coming up, the only hope uh, as a sports fan that we have, and uh, it's a big draft, guys. Uh, I'm really pumped. Um, I, I do think that my strategy differs from a lot of guys' strategies, but let's get into it. The Lions are sitting perfect at number three. Perfect would probably be number two, but number three is not bad. Um, Obviously, the trade-down scenarios, I'd love them. Um, I personally don't like Matt Stafford. Um, Me and Sash talk about this all the time. Uh, You know, I, I don't like him, and I don't think he has what it takes. He's had years to show us, you know, and you could be like, well, they didn't have the offensive line, and, well, yeah, but he's not done anything either, you know, I mean, Really. I mean, he hasn't done anything. So, the year he did have a good defense. They went to the playoffs. He didn't do anything. So, you know, you're not always going to have everything. You know, look at Deshaun Watson. What has he had? You know, I mean, they didn't even have a left tackle for two years. And then they finally get one. I mean, you got to quit blaming everyone else. It's a quarterback-driven league. I do like Tua a lot. I know he's small. That's the only thing that sucks. But, he reminds me a lot of Russell Wilson. He's a leader. Uh I know he came out and said, I don't want to play for Detroit. And would you blame him? I don't blame him. <laughs> but but uh I have a little bit different draft strategy, and we'll start with well, we'll start with a couple different scenarios. One is the trade-down scenario. Um, obviously uh Miami and the Chargers are both kind of looking at trade-up scenarios. Um, and they also could be looking to say, hey, I you know I also heard something about the Patriots um, wanting to trade for Stafford. And then we would just obviously pick up two at that point. Um, Or trade down and just pick up Bryce Love. I mean, like, there's so many options that they have. Uh, Sitting at three... Let me get this out there real quick, okay? Sitting at three and drafting Okuda, if you're one of those people who think that's a good idea, you're a fucking moron, okay? Like, let's just... Okuda's not Deion Sanders was like a fourth, fifth, sixth pick in the draft. You can't draft a corner that high. There's never been a corner that was that good to go that high. Okay? He's a good player, don't get me wrong. But he's not some blaring need that you have to have uh Jeff Okuda at three, guys. I mean, that's that's a wild like I I love talking to fans when they just have it in their head. Oh, cool that three, it's set. Look what's going on. No, that's not it's not set, guys. And then like usually besides Matt Patricia, his last year, like everyone said Hawkinson, and Hawkinson was the pick. That was kind of weird. Usually you don't tip your hand on who you're drafting. Now here's another scenario that might piss everyone off is I think they might get a tackle. You know, you got you got you got Taylor Decker coming on the last year of his contract, and you're sitting there at three, and if you trade down, you might get a tackle, and that'll piss a lot of people off, And I understandably. Um, my thing is this, okay, and I know this isn't, I, I can get you David Grace, you know, I can get some Grace people coming up, man, and, and just hammering me for this and and talking about how they you don't pick a you don't pick a running back uh uh, yeah pick a pick a pick a pepper you know fuck that dude or you pick who you think is going to be a transitional player in your franchise okay and there's two guys that are fucking elite athletes i don't give a shit how stacked the wide receivers are in this draft Jerry Judy and C.D. Lamb are two once-in-a-lifetime wide receivers, like Tim Brown and Jerry Rice. Those guys are fucking phenomenal. And I, personally, would trade down. I'd get multiple picks. You know, looking at Miami, you might get two first-rounders. Might, okay? If I trade down, you get C.D. Lamb or Jerry Judy, uh, pair that along with Matt Stafford or whatever happens at the quarterback situation, you know, Kenny G's on his last year. You don't know if he's going to sign. I mean, obviously, Detroit's not a destination, guys. I, I don't know. I don't know if he's going to sign. And, you know, we can play the game of franchise and have him, you know. Guys don't like to be here, obviously. Slay and a bunch of other guys. No one wants to be here. Okay? Look what they got in free agency. C.J. Anderson. And, come on, man. Let's get let's get honest with ourselves. It's not a destination. So, you're looking at no uh, wide receivers under contract past next year. C.D. Lamb comes in. You can dump Marvin Jones, who Marvin Jones isn't a bad player. He's just not C.D. Lamb, guys. <laughs> I mean, Marvin Jones coming off a major injury. C.D. Lamb, this kid's fucking amazing. This guy, I mean, like, let's be honest. And Jerry Judy, the same thing. These are once-in-a-lifetime guys, you know. We talked about, you know, you can get wide receivers later on, and this this draft is stacked, don't get me wrong, but I just think you get one of those guys and if you come away day one and say the Lions had two picks, we're just going ultimate scenario, you know, you get Lions get two picks and they got, uh, 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 let's see, AJ, uh, uh, whatever, Espinosa or Espina, whatever the fuck his name is from Iowa, and then you get uh, Jerry Judy or CD Lamb, you're not happy with that? I am. And I think that uh, I think that that's the way they should go. What they will do, we don't know. But Jeff Okuda at three, it makes me want to like literally get sick to my stomach when people start talking about that. He's a great player. We don't know if he's a great player in the pro game. He's a lot of holding, a lot of holding in college. Uh, they show a lot of tape on him, holding, holding, holding. Is he going to get away with that in the pros? I don't know. Also, when you're evaluating a corner you got to look up front, okay? Look at the guys from uh, Seattle, okay? Look at uh, Richard Sherman, one of the greatest corners to ever play the game. When his off, his defensive line isn't applying the pressure, he doesn't look as good, okay? Let's be honest. So you're looking at a guy like Jeff Okuda, and you're going, wow, look at that, look at that. Well, guess what, guys? He also had a great defensive line in front of him. So it's very tough to evaluate that. And you can go, well, look at uh, well, you're saying that with, uh, you know. But I think CeeDee Lamb is a guy who's going to change the game, game changer, whoever he goes to. Like, imagine him going to Philadelphia. Imagine him going to Dallas. It's going to be a problem, man. And instead of letting, uh, you know, you, one thing you got to do with the draft is if you don't need a guy per se, you want him to uh, help your team. But you also don't want a guy like uh, Emerson Griffin who went to the Vikings and literally beat Detroit every single time he played damn near. Okay? I mean, so it's like if you want to get CeeDee Lamb before he goes to a Minnesota where he dominates you for years, you know, like Dalvin Cook's doing. Uh, I mean, yeah, we beat them once in a while. But, I mean, they, Delvin Cook's not the reason why they're, you know, losing <laughs> if we do beat them. We should have got Delvin Cook, obviously. Everyone knows that. I do think they need a running back really bad. Um, obviously, the favorite is Taylor. I don't see him being there in the second round. I really don't. I know these guys, like, you know, a lot of people have these weird feelings about running backs. If you got a guy like Taylor who dominated the college game, he literally was similar to Derrick Henry. Um, you know, I think he's... A first-round talent. I think he's going to go in the late first round to a really good team. I think he's going to go to a really good team, Aura. You know, and he's a great player. But uh, him or J.K. Dobbins, obviously those are the two favorites around town. Um, we're all praying DeAndre Swift goes off the board before those two guys and lets us have a breather going into the second round. But that's why you trade down if you can and you get the extra picks. Because if we came away, even if we did snag Okuda when you trade down, That's fine. Trade down, snag Okuda, and get Taylor? That's a good day. That's a good day one, okay? I will admit that. But if you're just talking about coming out of day one just going, I stayed at three and I drafted Okuda, you might as well literally go to the casino and put $500 that the Lions will not make the playoffs, okay? Because that's guaranteed at that point. It's guaranteed, all right? I mean... (laughs) they're not rolling they're not going anywhere next year with that the way their team is constructed right now okay they need major help in a few areas and the draft should be the lifeline that does that you shouldn't be drafting these guys in the 3rd round, 4th round, 5th round and saying, "Well, they're project guys." The NFL isn't like that anymore, guys. The you know the the, the life of the player is so small nowadays. Back in the day, you had Neil Smith playing for 25 years. You know what I mean? Hey, he's playing for. <laughs> look at look at Neil Smith back again. Hey, nowadays you got about five, ten years. If you're great, you get over uh, five years. If you're really great, you get over ten years. Okay, but it's not a given anymore. Okay, these guys are playing two, three years, and you never hear them again. Especially the guys the Lions draft, A.K.A. Joe Furia. Uh, you know. They've had so many guys, so many guys coming in and out. I always wanted to go with uh, a great linebacker, okay? And Isaiah Simmons is a decent player. I love him. I think he's a good player. I, I don't know if he fits what the Lions do, and I don't think if you trade down, he'll still be there, okay? And I don't know if Brown from Auburn is... I think you passed on Ed Oliver last year, and now you're thinking about going to get Brown. Uh, that doesn't make sense to me, because you could have got him last year. So what the why, why this year? Um, obviously, last year they fucked the draft up by getting TJ Hawkinson. Okay? Well, tight ends are thin. This year they're really thin. I thought they did a good job. Well, no, they didn't, because they went out and they got uh, Jesse James, signed him with a big deal. The guy played 15% of the snaps. Uh, he got thrown to about 11 times. I he, you're making 11 or whatever it was, 10 million dollars, I believe it was. It was something a crazy amount of money, seven to ten million, six to ten million a year. And the guy got like 15 percent of the snaps. I mean, what <laughs> the Lions are so in disarray right now. And Bob Quinn looks like a moron, he sim- simply does. I mean, it's just that easy. I always think. And this is why we get so frustrated when the draft unfolds and and we're stuck with the shit we always get, okay? Pettigrew, you know, what I'm Eric Ebron, over seven fucking Hall of Famers. This is why we as a Detroit fan base get so frustrated, is because what I'm talking about with the CD Lamb, yeah, that's that's extreme, that's crazy, Chris. What we don't need a wide, what does a wide receiver have to do with anything? It's called proven, proven players that won't miss. Yeah, you can draft Isaiah Simmons at, four, at uh, say you trade down to 5 and you, and you you know, you draft Simmons. He's not a sure bet like CD Lamb is, okay? CD Lamb is, you know, there's so many defensive players. Look at the kid from uh, Jacksonville last year. A couple years ago. He was supposed to be the greatest player ever play Lions just missed out on him all oh, pick before us. Did he do anything last year? I mean, if he did The Jags had the worst defense in the league. (laughs) I mean, like Josh Allen or whatever, you know, they act like he was some great fucking Hall of Famer. Goes to the team. Hey, Jaguars defense gets richer. Just coming off that nice, uh, now look at them. You know, you got to make the right moves at the right time. And to come out of this draft with a proven couple players, I would honestly, C.D. Lamb, if I traded down, got C.D. Lamb and Jonathan Taylor, my offense is fucking damn near fixed. Okay. Then the later second round, third round, you you get, get needs at that point. But before that, like I just said, now you you got a hall of famer damn near at wide receiver and a damn near Hall of Famer at the running back. <laughs> I mean like okay, I'll take that, won't you? And uh <laughs> let's be honest, you get two guys like that, that's gonna your offense is set. Now boom, you already got Jamie Collins and a couple other guys on defense. I wouldn't mind seeing uh, – I think one of the safeties are going to stay on day two. Um, you know, McKinley, uh, Kinlaw, uh, uh, Delpit's sliding down the draft board like Chevy Chase on a on a sled here. Um, he's just free-falling. You get a guy like Grant Delpit in the second round, are you shitting me? After getting those two guys I named in the first – that's what I'm trying to tell you guys. Is I've done this for years. You guys have too. We come from an age where you can draft the guys on your team. And if you know you don't like that, you back out, you do it again, you back out. We've do it a hundred times. We love it. We do it. We study it. You have to get the guys that hit though, especially in the pros. And I'll tell you one thing right now that no one's talking about, okay? Every year they go into this draft, guys, they get these guys. And I'm sorry, this is the big this is a big part of football they get guys that you can't wear their jerseys i mean well the center we got a center this year and a left tackle the year before what what the fuck is that you're not gonna that doesn't sell tickets hey look at the center and the left tackle we got look at uh you know it's like who gives a shit about that like you get cd lamb and you're gonna walk around these streets and guy that's a cool ass jersey to have man it's called selling tickets and making your team fucking interesting, dude. Like, you get a Jonathan Taylor and a guy, you know, you haven't had a running back in 20 years. It's like they're scared to scared to get one. You know, like, you got to come out firing, man. This franchise is nothing right now. You know, I mean, we all have a dream that Martha Ford's going to be in the Coney Island one day, and we're going to be sitting there, and she's going to say, hey, I'm going to go up to her and say my idea, and she goes, you're hired, and Boom. You know, every one of us has that dream, okay? And I'm going to tell you something. We got to stop letting this franchise just do the dumbest shit and then getting away with it. <laughs> TJ Hawkinson, he's got to be great. He wasn't even the best tight end in his fucking team. Come on. You don't, you don't draft a tight end in the fucking first round. No one does that except for the Lions, who've done it three fucking times. And uh, and within, what, 12 years, they've done it fucking three times. Sad as fuck. And that's why, what have we won? Nothing. But the thing is, around here in Detroit, we've seen the mistakes. That's what Bob Quinn, it's like, Bob Quinn, like, I've never been a guy to be like an ageist person where like, that guy's a young guy. He's a dumb motherfucker for being young. I've seen older guys do that and I go, what are they talking about? You know, fuck this old fucker. Sometimes now I'm starting to realize they're exactly right. Because if you look at Detroit, they've drafted a tight end in the first round. What happened? They fucking stunk for years. Then they draft another one, stunk for years. What do we do now? We we draft another one, and then we stink the next year. Uh, we've seen it all, guys, as Detroit fans. We've seen it all. And it's so disgusting to watch this young kid, Bob Quinn, who's like a goddamn whippersnapper, dude. This this guy fucking, he grew up in a time where, where flat screens were available, dude. I don't even think he ever seen uh, an, an, a TV that was not a flat screen, dude. And that matters when you're playing this football with these guys. Like, you know, there's so many guys. Jim Mora, I mean not Jim Mora, but uh, the old Peyton Manning coach that used to coach Tom Mora. He, the guy's been in the games. He's 75 years old. Dick LeBeau, fucking guy's 87, coaching on the sideline. <laughs> Football is a game where it's it's timeless. Sure, you know, you know, just like the NBA shooting threes, there's difference. You know, game now they're spreading it a little bit and they're doing this and that. That's fine. It's still picking up 10 yards and it's still getting a touchdown and it's still stopping the other team. It's it's the basics are still there. Okay. But when we see Bob Quinn make the mistakes of yesteryear and and you're talking about the Patriot way, the Patriots rarely ever have let someone go and they, the person they let go has played better than when they played for them. But yet we get all this Patriots garbage. I don't understand it. I don't understand it. And it's just, it's not the Patriot way. You're never gonna have the Patriot way because Bill Belichick in a lot of those games where Bill Belichick and the Patriots win again. Well, guess what? They were getting their ass kicked most of the game, and he's one of the greatest coaches ever, and he fucking makes a turn and they end up winning. But we're not gonna be ever have that. So we gotta make sure that we get supreme talent to, to make up for not having. The the best coach on earth, okay? Because the times they were beat, they got beat by a great talent. Okay. And I just think that there's a lot of ways you can go in this draft. I'm just talking the first couple rounds. Obviously, as you get in the the later days, it was what makes these teams. Um, I'm always a guy that in the later rounds, like we've watched LaBert Hill from Michigan. I, I thought he played great ball a few years. Um, he's played a couple of bad games, but overall, I think he's a decent player. Um, you know, you're talking about Lavert Hill at a third, fourth round. I don't know what round he's supposed to go in. I think second or third. If he slides the fourth, fifth round, Lavert Hill. You're talking about getting a corner. How how big is the difference is Akuda to Lavert Hill? I mean, let's just be honest. I mean, like it's not that much of a difference. Um, and depending on coaching. You know, we'll see what happens. But the later rounds is what makes your team, but you got to hit on all the rounds. You got to, if you get, this This is why they're in a great position, is if they trade down, they get two picks. And maybe the if they trade down with the Chargers, they get a, uh, you know, a second rounder, or a third rounder. So it's not going to be two firsts, like the dream scenario for Miami. Um, if we do get the dream scenario for Miami, if they go tackle one and safety two, I mean, I'm really high on the safety. If they get a safety, I'll be happy. But, like, I just think they could fuck this up either way. You know what I mean? Like, if they ended up, like, I keep talking about Judy or Lamb, the other thing that would kind of upset me is if they waited and they got, like, Rugs or or Higgins or, you know, I wouldn't mind Jefferson in round two or three, though. I like Jefferson. I like a couple of other receivers, you know, Chenault. Um, I wouldn't mind Chenault in, like, the second or third round, okay, if we already have the running back. Running backs is more essential than wide receiver. I know I said I'd take C.D. Lamb first. I'm talking about C.D. Lamb and Jerry Judy are on another planet, okay? And then, obviously, but as far as needs, come on, guys. This is Detroit Lions, what do we all associate the Lions with, us, my generation? Well, and the generation prior. Billy Sims and Barry Sanders. Barry Sanders for all of us mostly, right, guys? Barry Sanders. We've had nothing. Kevin Johnson? Huh? Just James Stewart? Amir Abdulli? Huh? God, man, we've had trash. What was that one guy? Uh fuck, man. Central Florida, that guy stunk, Kevin Smith or whatever the fuck is, he stunk, played for four or five years, you know, Joyke Bell, everyone loved Joyke Bell, you know, Joyke Bell stunk, guys, God, he was a fucking joke, you got a guy who fucking couldn't even, he fucking walked on at Wayne because he stunk, and then he fucking come on, he come on over here, and he was a fucking bodyguard, and now he's, you know, now he wins something, you know, it's ridiculous, man. Joyke Bell wasn't that good. He was, a, he was just like he was, a non-drafted player who came in who was a damn bodyguard, and he, he played some decent football, but I'm talking about lineage running backs like Barry Sanders. He won the Heisman, top five pick, comes in, plays Hall of Famer, great player. Um, Jonathan Taylor has that potential. Okay? I think DeAndre Swift is pretty good. I think J.K. Dobbins is pretty good. But if you don't get one of those three guys, then you're just you're just doing what you did last year, and and one of the things that upsets me too is this, okay? And I'll end on this with like a little bit more, but quit trying to be the smartest guy in the room, please, okay? Ch- Ch- Tavai, okay, Tavai isn't the worst player ever, but he's not a second pl- second round pick, okay? You go out and get Ty Johnson from Rutgers. The guy played 10 snaps. Oh, but he ran 200-yard runs. That's great, guys. Uh, But there's other players that played meaningful games and carried their teams on their backs. If I get a running back, I want a guy who, in college, won games to make the playoffs, won playoff games, won bowl games, took his team on his back, carried the team. He was the heart and soul of the team. Not a guy who played 25 snaps and looked good, you're, you're, you're trying to be too damn out-think everybody, you know? And and one thing is, too, that people don't equate into everything is the Lions are fucking dirt cheap. You go out and you get a fucking center, you know you're not going to pay a center oodles of money over the history of time, okay? What do you do the next year? You come back with a tight end. You know you're not going to pay a tight end Uber dollars, so you, you're fucking showing everyone that you're cheap as shit, basically. Okay, that's why, like, That's why, you know, you're sitting there at three. The number one prospect was Tua the whole fucking time. Now you have a chance for the number one prospect. But guess what? Your team's cheap as shit. And you know Tua, that's why you don't want to come here. He knows that they're not going to pay him. Okay? They're going to fuck around with him until the last second and try to offer him some money. So, obviously, I would get Tua in a heartbeat. I think the kid's good. I think he's got what it takes. I don't like Stafford. I think it's time to start over um, in this league nowadays. How good do you think Kyler Murray and the Cardinals are going to be next season? That's my question to you guys, okay, is do you want to just keep on getting seven wins or do you want to try to break the barrier and, and, and make the playoffs and be a good team for a while, okay? Because how long does Matt Stafford have? Not every quarterback's Vinny Testaverde and Tom Brady, okay? That, that's rarely the exception, OK, this guy already missed a season, quote unquote, with a back injury. OK, and now you're talking about, you know, let's keep mind when we got the number one prospect. Now, when we watch Tua, if he goes somewhere and we don't get him and he fucking lights up the NFL, and he's one of the greatest players ever. How depressed are you going to be? So it's a lot to digest. I'd love to hear from you guys and see who you guys want. But don't give me that Okuda at three bullshit, and like that. Don't smack your lips like, mm, mm, good. You know, like Peter Griffin, man. Fucking thinking Jeff Okuda is the answer to a fucking winning team, okay? Cause look at Stephon Gilmore when he was on the Bills. They didn't do fucking anything. He's one of the best corners in the league. Even last year, he's one of the best corners in the league. They didn't win the Super Bowl. Fuck you! What you couldn't even fucking name the corners on Kansas City, fucking. You know what I'm saying? Like corners, it is crucial to have some nice corners. Uh, but like, if you look at teams with the great corners over the years, what did uh, Daryl Rivas? He went to the AFC Championship game. He finally went over to the Patriots and won, you know. But there's been corners throughout time when Dion was on the Falcons, they didn't win nothing. Then he went to the good teams and he ended up winning, but there, you know, corner is. It's a great thing to have a finishing piece. But look at Xavier Rhodes. When he was excellent playing ball, they still didn't win a bunch of playoff games or nothing. And they had a pretty good team. You know, uh, Lattimore for uh, New Orleans. He played great. They didn't go to the Super Bowl. I mean, it it is important to have good corners, but I, I don't think that a corner at three is just it's a screaming reach guys go look at the history of football and you, if you're telling me that jeff okuda is better than Deion sanders then let's just pick them but you know we're sitting here in this quarantine man and uh you know i take these little breaks i'm lighting up cigarettes sorry guys hold on a second um you know we're we're sitting in this quarantine we haven't been able to do our show i got guys asking what about the show guys what about the show and you know Hey, we love you guys out there, man. We love sports. It's sports that haven't been happening. And I just don't want to be like 97 1 and some of these guys that, uh, even the news or whatever you turn on, COVID 19, COVID 19, COVID 19. It's, I, uh, come on, guys. I, I want to stop thinking about this shit. It literally has ruined a lot of people's lives and it's fucking disgusting, dude. And I just don't want to talk about it. So that was my couple minutes on it. But I just want to say thank you guys for reaching out and saying, when's the next talking shoot? When's this coming? We'll be back, guys. Um, You know, I am going to go on a a scotch real quick um, if you guys want. That was my draft segment, but, I mean, I could talk a little bit more. Um, I I think the weird thing is about the Pistons is we could have ended up getting a top three pick or a number one pick if – You know, how the ball just flies wherever nowadays. You know, it's never the worst team usually never gets to pick nowadays. I don't know what that's about. But we were starting to have a really bad turn. Uh, A lot of our guys were hurt or being held out. They were tanking, basically. And now we have 20-something games left or whatever it is. And we don't know what would have happened. And this is a, a horrible thing for Detroit right now because all of our teams were tanking. I want to know, uh, you know, like with a a city, with a professional sports, uh, with all four major sports, if anyone ever had a higher pick in the draft in all four sports in one year, because in baseball, we had number one coming up in basketball. We'd have a top five in NFL. We have three. And uh, hockey, we were supposed to get number one. So, I mean, who in the world, uh, think about that, guys. Has there ever been a Philadelphia or, you know, anybody who has all four professional major sports actually have draft picks that high, all of them? That That's ridiculous. But we had that. But now with this virus, we don't know if we're even going to get the baseball draft. I don't know how that works, but it, that's scary to even think about that you had this worst season ever you're you're waiting on a guy that could change the franchise and you might not get that guy now for some stupid reason um so i think this is just a weird thing it's cancel all golf and uh, you know i've seen people talk about golf and i'd love to comment on that cuz if you're a golfer who is a real golfer not a guy who goes i like to drink beer and ride around and act funny in the cart and jump around and that's fine, too. It's getting out once in a while. I don't come to my course, but, you know, that's you like to go do something, that's cool. Um, but uh, these people who go, yeah, these guys. I seen someone the other day say, guys were golfing, and I called the cops on them. Well, <laughs> and I see one of my rivals say, oh, yeah, they, they shouldn't be golfing. Guys, golf is the biggest Sport where you can have social distancing—it's—it's it's unreal. That's what golf is: social distancing. I mean, at the most, you have four players on a hole. You're never hugging a guy. You're fucking way above. If you're walking, you're way the fuck away from someone usually. I mean, it makes no sense to close a golf course during this time. Okay, if you're talking about the workers inside. That's fine. Okay. Then don't fucking charge anybody because right now no one's making money. Leave the course open. People fucking uh, police themselves where they don't, you know, it's not going ape shit and everyone goes out. Only the diehards will go out anyway. But don't be calling fucking the cops on people. I waited all these months during the winter to play golf. And now the fucking good weather's here and I can't play because I got fucking this crazy ass virus is attacking the world. Well, I think of it as like this, and my rival said, don't play, you stupid asses, stay inside. Well, I think about it like this, what if I catch it, right? And I wait, my whole life is golf, you know, besides my work and my wife and shit. But I I love the game, okay? So I'm going to go out and play it, because if I die next week, I'll know that I played golf my final days, you know? You gotta, You can't just stop doing what you love, man. especially if you're still cooperating with the distance barrier and stuff like that. I'm not going out there and I'm not touching everything. You know what I'm saying? Like I got my glove on one hand, (laughs) you know, I mean, Tommy two clubs gaining would be fine during all this guys. No, but you know, it, it hurts to hear people. It's like, people don't realize how this is like a virus, right? And we were taught how to not cough in people's face, you know, and, and wash your hands and stuff like that. And people like will talk about this virus, and they'll be like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! You ordered a pizza? It's like, yeah. It's like, well, you can't eat the pizza because uh, the pepperoni might have it on there. And it's like, well, no, it went through the oven. You know, I, I mean, well, uh, you know, it's just all these little myths about the the virus. You know, it's it's insane, guys. But, um. You Know it's been a good chance to reflect on old sporting events, and uh, obviously, I'm chopping at the bit, man. Uh, baseball is like my least favorite sport nowadays, but it's still crucial to the American fabric. And, um, you know, I, I wouldn't mind, I'd fuck baseball, it'd be ruining the airwaves if they came back. You know, we missed a lot of stuff, guys. The NCAA, NCAA tournament was canceled, that's crazy. Um, if you watch. What's really crazy to, to me, too, and we're just touching on this a uh, small amount of time here. Think about this, guys. In Ann Arbor, every Saturday of a home game, we pack 110000 into a stadium where you're literally rubbed up against uh, someone like... Uh, you know, along came Polly playing basketball. You know, you're fucking on the guy. Philip Seymour Hoffman playing basketball and along came Polly. You're fucking rubbed up on someone and 110,000 people. That's what we used to do, guys. You go back, they show a replay from last year, you're watching that, you know, and that's never going to be like that ever again, I don't think. Because <laughs> you, you just can't trust it, man. This is a really, really dangerous situation. They've canceled everything work, school, uh, sports everything restaurants movie everything's gone this is a scary time man and it took a lot for a lot of us to understand it because we all know that the media is a fucking piece of shit so when the media starts saying all this shit it's hard for us to go oh yeah 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 this is serious the media's saying it but after a while i was like okay you know everything's closed down you know, every single disinfectant wipe is gone. <laughs> People are fucking sick, man. Like, has anyone tried to get a disinfectant spray? Raise your hand, please. Is this the saddest shit ever? I go to the, I, I just want one, I got one bottle early on. Okay, thank God I found it. The wrapper was ripped off. Okay, that's the only reason I got it. Um, I just, when I walk in and see all the wipes gone and all the spray gone, are people fucking that dumb? It's not not only the people that are buying it though. It's the people who are selling it. Okay? Like everyone should get a spray a bottle. Everyone should get a thing of wipes. It's essential right now. But some asshole goes in there and buys fucking all of it and no one gets shit. And you I mean there's no reason I should go from a fucking... It, it's it's everywhere it's gone. I mean, everywhere. I would say fucking 500,000, uh, any mileage, they're fucking gone. But, when especially in Michigan, they're all gone. Everywhere. It's gone, right? I mean, you guys have probably went down if you want down there. You've seen it. It's gone. Well, how in the world do you not know that when you're working at the register and a guy pulls up with 50 fucking disinfect? Just say no. Say one per person. It's all, and so now I talk to a guy at Target and he goes, you know what, they go to the self-scan or they do this and that and they get away with it. And it's like, don't put it all out at once then, you know, it's, just, it's ridiculous, man. We've seen how stupid people are and people could say going out and this is stupid. And I understand, dude, but in one regard is you can't be a fucking uh skeleton, man. You got to fucking, you got to be able to do a little bit of this and that once in a while. Within the boundaries, you know, stay, you know, six feet away, cover your face, cover your hands, you know, do the necessary steps. But that doesn't mean, like, go in your basement and act like it's a fucking uh, COVID-19 tornado and I got to stay in a fucking uh, lay in my bathtub with no water and just fucking, you know, turn the lights off and, you know, what the, what the fuck? If we're going to die, fucking let's at least do what we're doing. Uh Do something we love, man. So whoever said that about golf, is, is just about as stupid as the Jeff Okuda at three staying their pick. And if you guys got a problem with the Jeff Okuda, please let me know. Um, but that's my takes. It's talking shoot. We will be back soon. Um, I know I rambled on a little bit today, guys. Uh, I love this shit, and we will have more as the days come, especially when the draft comes. I will be recapping. Um, so stay tuned for that, guys. A little draft preview today. Didn't get into too much, just what I thought we really needed. And uh, we will get into more as the days come on. So, this has been Talking Shoot. This is Chris. I'm out.